0: At the beginning, I wanted to encourage everyone to give us a review of this podcast or our podcast in general on Google My Business, and that link is in the show notes. Just click on that link. You'll have to sign into your Gmail account or your Google account, and then give us some feedback on this episode or the podcast overall. I'm trying to do an alternative to giving reviews in Apple Podcasts, and just do it on Google. So the link is in the show notes. You'll have to sign into your Google account and give us a review.
1: Well, Veterans Day is a great day to remember and support the service of our men and women who've served in uniform to protect and defend our country. And uh, But we should be thinking about that every day. Um, and so Veterans Day is very symbolic, but uh, there are 364 other days a year that I hope folks are thinking about what they can do to help veterans. Uh, the businesses are thinking about how they can hire veterans.
0: We are looking forward our way. From Studio C in the 511 Studios, hi, this is Brett, and with me as always is Carol. How are you?
2: I'm good, Brett. Thank you. Good. And I am very excited. We are ready for a wonderful conversation today. We are honored to have Steve Stivers, President and CEO of the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, as our guest. But, you know, we have known... Uh, Former Congressman Stivers for many years, he was with us um, for a um, another podcast working uh, t- discussing our veterans, but he had represented Ohio's 15th District in the U.S. House of Representatives. We're really happy to have him return with us today. Exactly.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here. Hey, it's great to be with both of you. It's uh It's fun to be here in person this time. Last time we did this, was over the phone, so this is great. But we
2: did it in connection with your office, supporting veterans and getting jobs. And we were at a veterans job fair that time, and that was wonderful.
1: It's an important topic to me as a veteran myself and somebody who knows that there's way too many of our men and women who've been uh, serving our country that uh, make the transition, and they find that transition to civilian life hard. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they've been trained... For a lot of jobs, many of those jobs are actually directly transferable, but the resumes don't always match up. The language isn't the same as the civilian language. And so they sometimes have a hard time making that transition. So it's something I've cared about uh, when I was a congressman, but now at the Chamber of Commerce, representing 318,000 employers in Ohio, it's something I care about as well. And I want to make sure that folks know that our servicemen and women who have left the military, are incredible team players. They understand mission accomplishment. They're great employees because they care about our communities and things that are bigger than themselves, mm-hmm. and they just get stuff done. So I'm, uh, I'm a true believer in helping veterans, and I think there's a lot more that we need to do and should do to help them.
2: Right, and um, so that's what we're hoping to do today is to give employers some specific information uh, and, and also for veterans to make sure they're using the resources that they can.
0: You served a long time in Congress, uh, you know, well over at least 10, over 10 years, uh, you know, served on the Financial Services Committee. We want to go over a little bio, too, just so we set the stage. You are a ranking member of the Housing Community Development and Insurance Subcommittee prior to Congress, as we just discussed here. um, You're a member of the Ohio Senate. You had over 30 years serving in the Ohio Army National Guard, holding the rank of Major General with deployment to various Middle East campaigns and award the Bronze Star for uh, leadership. That's kind of why we have you here, too, because you've walked the walk uh, and understand what it is to be a veteran. So, you know, Veterans Day does hold a special place in our hearts in, in this country. Can you provide us with some thoughts on the importance of the holiday and how we can continue to support our troops and vets, uh, you know, and really maybe targeting this day to really rethink it?
1: Well, Veterans Day is a great day to remember and support the service of our men and women who've served in uniform to protect and defend our country. And uh, But we should be thinking about that every day. Um, and so Veterans Day is very symbolic, but uh, there are 364 other days a year that I hope folks are thinking about what they can do to help veterans, uh, that businesses are thinking about how they can hire veterans, that uh, folks are working to support veterans that come home with visible and invisible wounds. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we bring a lot of people home uh, maybe not in as good a condition as, as when they deployed and we as a society need to support them and help them through their journey. Uh, that might include help on employment. It might include help for, you know, physical wounds. It might include help with uh, with um, mental stress or post-traumatic stress that, that some people have. Um, that's why I was so proud that we as a country finally passed a bill that I championed for about seven years, the pause for veterans therapy act. Mm -hmm. Um, It just got signed by the president about two weeks ago. Super exciting. It's going to get service dogs to veterans with post-traumatic stress. And those service dogs actually uh, help ensure that those veterans can get their lives back. They can travel again. They can, you know, do things again. They actually, in many cases, are able to go off psychotropic drugs or reduce their dosage Mm -hmm. um, and it just gives them their quality of life back but it also prevents suicide. We still in this country lose way too many veterans to suicide every day. Every day in this country we lose between 20 and 22 veterans to suicide. We've got to bring attention to the issue. We've got to get rid of the stigma. We've got to get people support and help save lives. That's one of the things that the Pause for Veterans Therapy Act will do is help save lives. But it's not uh, the only answer. And I hope everybody will think about their neighbor, their friend, somebody they know that has served in our military, and support them, whatever that means. And for some people it might mean a job. For other people it might mean physical health or mental health issues. And uh, there's 365 days a year. And while Veterans Day is a really important day, I want people to try to think about it every day.
0: Well, and you know, I, I was thinking about that on the, on the drive in. That um, how we we ask employers to really take care of their employees, mm-hmm. and and the government in some way ra- in, in in some ways has, has done a pretty good job of taking care of their employees, their veterans, their former employees. But in others, they've kind of dropped the ball, <laughs> you yeah. know. And 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 those little wins like you just talked about. The pause program and, and and that's a win. It is, and and mm-hmm. we need to be doing more. We we the other 364 days, as you right. mentioned, exactly. you know, because these guys and gals they put it on the line, right? And 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 our government, the employer, needs to really step up. And I don't care what parties involved that's it, it, in the White House, it's got to be done.
1: Yep. And the good news is we have Republicans and Democrats that support our veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like the Pause for Veterans Therapy Act passed overwhelmingly on a bipartisan basis, but it just took too long to get done. Right, yes, that's the thing. Why
0: does it have to take so long? It shouldn't be that hard. It's a no-brainer, isn't
1: it? it, To me, anybody that's ever owned a dog (laughs) understands the bond (laughs) that a human and a dog have. And then to know these service dogs are highly trained. These dogs actually know how to block. And so if somebody's suffering – a uh, post-traumatic stress event, and they don't want anybody too close to them. The dogs will block people. They will actually turn themselves into a furry weighted blanket to ease anxiety mm-hmm. uh, and get up and lay on the individual. They do incredible things yeah. that actually make a difference in these um, in these veterans' lives, and just the bond between the dog and the and the owner, and the fact that. Uh, They know the dog. They need to be here for the dog. That helps save lives because they won't do something to themselves, commit suicide, because they know the dog needs them. Right. And so it gives purpose. It gives meaning. And you know there is great peer-reviewed scientific data that shows that. But pardon me, we don't need peer-reviewed scientific (laughs) data. Ask any dog owner. Ask any dog owner. It's not. And so it. You know, people wanted to wait on a study from the Veterans Affairs Department that, by the way, took seven years to complete. And, you know, in the meantime, Purdue did a study. The Kaiser Family Foundation did a study. You know, they did a study um, at Case Western Reserve here in Ohio. So there was a bunch of peer-reviewed data, but, like, you didn't even need peer-reviewed data to know this was the right thing to do. And you definitely didn't need to wait Six years on a study from the VA, but that's what it took to get it done. Was to get yeah. that, it, you know, that's what held up for a long time, and it was really unfortunate. And and even at the end, there were some people, and again, it wasn't partisan, but there were some people who were opposed to this bill because they were like, "Well, you might take a dog away from a blind person." Well, guess what? We can find more dogs, train more oh, dogs, and there build are capacity. plenty of yeah. dogs to and, do and, that. And so yes. it's, uh, I was uh, really surprised uh, at some of the silly pushback we got Mm -hmm. on a bill like that but it's not just you know bills Mm -hmm. like that we've got to do more to help our veterans get jobs Mm -hmm. and um, and get good jobs because I don't want them to just have a job I want them to have a career because these are some of the best employees in this country and I want to make sure that they have an opportunity to excel in their next career after the military. Right. right. I,
2: I just want to give a quick shout out to a local group called VCAS, V C A S. It's the Veterans Companion Animal Services. I think I have that correct. Um, we've actually uh, supported their yearly golf outing. One of my former volunteers is a volunteer for their organization, so I've been emailing with them. They're going to give us a blog posting oh, for great. Veterans Day, and they God do some, them. F- some wonderful work. So I, that's great. Um, I, I, I just I want to just give them a shout out. That's great. So, I just
1: supported a group called Canine Companions up oh, in yes. New Albany. Sure, they get service dogs Kossler, to both yes. uh, disabled folks as well as. Veterans with right. post-traumatic stress, so they they serve the entire uh, population right. of, of varying needs with service dogs. And uh, they had a fundraiser called Dog Fest a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes. It was awesome, and you know you saw these young dogs that hopefully will someday be paired with a veteran and help right. you know save a life and and help ease the problems of right. post-traumatic stress. Right. It was it was really heartwarming to be part of yes
2: they do they do uh, wonderful work megan who's the director there and i are former osu colleagues um and she just does phenomenal um effort with that with what they've done in their new campus in new albany so shout out to them too So let's go back to the issues of workforce development for veterans. Ryan Blackburn, who's the Director of Workforce Development for the Ohio Department of Veterans Services, is a a great friend of ours. We just had a podcast with him. Um, The topic that I've supported and discussed with both you and Ryan that you touched on a bit ago, you know, veterans, regardless of age, should really be provided a great workforce opportunity and training. There's... These people come with great training, but everybody needs to make sure that they're up and ready for the, for the jobs that are needed in, in today's workforce. More effort is required for that successful job placement, and our veterans have such specialized skills. Give us a little bit of your perspective on the issues of why employers should tap into this incredible population.
1: Well, as I said earlier, uh, our veterans really... Um, understand mission accomplishment. They will Mm -hmm. get things done for an employer that others just can't. They will actually uh, make a huge difference for any organization. They understand teamwork. They understand mission accomplishment. They get things done. And there's some real resources for veterans that Ohio has put together. At Ohio Means Jobs, uh, you can Mm -hmm. search on Ohio Means Jobs military service uh, career, and you can find information on advice, uh, on employment, you can find workforce training, you can find job opportunities, you can really find a huge amount of information that will uh, help you if you're a veteran. So you could just Google Ohio Means Jobs Military Service Center and it'll come up. You have to go through the ads because ads come up ahead of it because lots of people (laughs) will search on those terms like jobs and military service. But uh, once you get past the jobs, if you search on Ohio Ohio Means Jobs Military, it will be the the first um, search after all the ads, but it's a great resource and it can help make sure that uh, you get access to training, get access to knowing what jobs are out there. You can get advice or counseling from a career counselor. It's a great resource.
2: And and the the Ohio Means Jobs um, website allows you to create those profiles, You could put in that information. Employers are looking for for, um, veterans. And so you're able to get that information across to the employer. And in turn, the employer has an opportunity to not just find veterans, but you know, the hardest thing really is figuring out those resumes. That's (laughs) right.
1: And and that that translator is in there. That is one of the biggest issues I hear from employers is that the military terms don't always match the terms in the job description right. and so having that kind of translation for your resume your cv is so important and it's right there in the ohio I means jobs right. website it's important right.
0: right well you you know you sit at a really interesting perspective that you're kind of almost be, you are between the employers and the veterans uh, with now your position at uh, the ohio chamber of commerce uh, we, we we discovered, and I think you know, we we, we kind of knew this is going on, but we solidified it with our conversation with Ryan. But when it, we don't want to rehash that. But it brought to light that employers don't know how to write th- to ask the right questions. That's right. And the vets don't really know how to translate how the, what they're doing. It you know, and and in our minds we're thinking, oh yeah, vets are great with logistics. We got to hire them for logistics. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't want to do logistics once they leave right. <laughs> the armed forces as, as a veteran. And maybe they want to go into owning a restaurant because they loved to cook. They didn't get to do that while they were in service. So uh, can you provide us with some perspective and maybe suggestions for both veterans and employers in reaching that win-win job placement situation?
1: Well, I think it's important that we get our veterans some career counseling, too. And Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of folks that have uh, great uh, resources here in Columbus, one of the organizations that has really good mentoring and career advice for veterans is the Overwatch Partnership. Oh, they um, they do a phenomenal they're job. They're a great group, mm-hmm. and uh, so th- that's really important for veterans to know what you want to do. And a lot of people leave the service, and they don't really know what they want to do next. And so it mm-hmm. is important to maybe take a step back and decide um, to listen to somebody else about you know what is great advice and. They might direct you into something you didn't even know was possible.
0: Well, what is that old book? What color is your parachute? That's right. right. Of just taking that pause of what do you want to do? Take a little bit of time as anybody does between when they change jobs. You just kind of go, I'm going to take a couple weeks off, not to find myself necessarily, but I need to detox from what I just went through. Mm -hmm. And really think about what I want to do, hang around with the family, go on a small vacation, whatever, and just give myself some time to think about it. But but you do need that direction of someone helping you through that process, too.
2: And that really gets into my next question, and that is how do you convince veterans that they really can use the resources? They want to use the resources. Um, They're out there. They're not too hard to find, but it could be a veteran who doesn't have internet access. They may not have permanent housing.
1: How do we get them to to the resources they need? And
0: and also go beyond the pride of asking for help, too.
1: That's right. And that is – it's a real issue for a lot Mm -hmm. of veterans who don't want to ask for help. They've not – they've been helping. They don't want to ask for help. And it Mm -hmm. is an issue. And um, we see that at the VA. So many of the younger Iraq and Afghanistan veterans won't even sign up for VA medical service because they don't – it's not the same culture. They don't want to go wait in line. They don't want to go – you know, have to put something off. They, they'll they just, you know, get a job and take all their health, get all their health care through their civilian employer. Do you
2: see the, um, are we missing any resources?
1: I'm sure there's other resources. You know, the VA has some great resources. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, Institute for Military and Veteran Families, which is through Syracuse University, Offers free training and certification programs oh, in IT know. and other things. So that's another you can search on uh, um, Syracuse uh, Institute for Military and Veteran Families, and you'll find some great resources. But I, and I think there are other, you know, if you're still in the military and you're a na- National Guard or reservist, Military One Source has some amazing resources. They have free educational information. And uh, resources that can can direct you on careers as well.
0: Okay, good. Well, you know the Ohio Chamber of Commerce now has a leader here at our table. Uh, you're able to, to work with various constituencies that promote and support the Ohio economy. You know, your service at the state and the federal levels of government, military service as well as private enterprise brings all the players to the table. Could you tell us about your new role with the chamber and meeting the needs of our employer community? And you know now as we hopefully exit out of what we're you know dealing with that the landscape's changing and has changed it always really has, but there there are different hurdles now. It, there certainly are. it's a it's an exciting time to mm-hmm. be working with employers representing
1: the business community because uh, the economy's growing. there's real opportunity out there. but at the same time, there are threats. You know, the biggest thing I hear from every employer is they can't find enough good people. It's ironic Mm -hmm. that we're talking about veterans and some veterans who are having a hard time finding jobs because every employer I talk to is looking for good quality people. No matter whether they're, you know, in any sector, whether they're in the financial sector, whether they're in the manufacturing sector, whether they're in service economy, you know, everybody I talk to is trying to find good people. And it's one of the biggest issues we have. Uh, the other thing I hear is it's so difficult to get things through the ports right now. You know, there's 70 ships uh, sitting in the port of uh, Los Angeles or uh, Long Beach right now. Uh, that's problematic. And uh, so it, it reminds people, gee, maybe we need to make some more stuff here in America. Now it will cost a little more, but uh, I got to tell you, uh, I believe in making things here in America and, mm-hmm. and I'd be willing to pay more. Um, and we need to figure out how to make America more competitive. We're right at the chamber. We're right at the epicenter of trying to make Ohio and America more competitive with the rest of the world so more things can be headquartered here, made here, and hiring great people here. So it's uh, we are really uh, facing some challenges, but we have great opportunities. And Ohio has so many long-term advantages. One of those is an incredible workforce. We are a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Our cost of living is lower, much lower mm-hmm. than the East Coast or the West Coast. Even cities like Chicago that are Midwestern were so much more affordable place to do business. So we have huge advantages, but at the same time, we've got to figure out how to get people to move here or stay here. We import people to come to college here, but a lot of them— when they graduate college, move right out. And we've got right. to figure that out. Right. So w- there are plenty of challenges, but it's a super exciting time. And I'm having a great time getting really involved in state policy again because I was really focused on policy in Washington for the last 12 years. And it's great to be back home spending more time with my family, but also digging into what makes Ohio more competitive, working with the 318,000 employers that hire people every day and that make Ohio a great place to live. Work, and, and, and
0: probably see those results much more quickly, too. Yeah. I think you can get things done a lot <laughs> yeah. faster here than you yeah. can in Washington, yeah.
1: having done it both so places. Eliminated so. a few layers. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So
2: we really need to look at um, the craziness of today's economy, maybe with a silver lining that although it's bad, we now have some new ideas, new technologies, Um, new opportunities to really turn things around and start to grow again. Um, Brett was talking about the difficulty of getting a couch, um, waiting, you know, 30 weeks to get a couch. Um, A friend of mine was looking for a washer. You don't even want to think about that. I have a friend who is a builder and could not do a remodel on a home because they had to wait six weeks for the refrigerator. So it's stuff like that. So we really, when you're talking about we're rebuilding the economy but we're also rebuilding manufacturing and other industries
1: and and we want more of it to be done here exactly and uh i think some of these logistical challenges we're facing today are highlighting the fact that so many things are made elsewhere and and i believe in a world economy i want to mm-hmm. trade with other folks but i want to make ohio and america more competitive so more things can and will be made here because it'll help create jobs Economic opportunity and create wealth for America.
2: Well, and it doesn't matter how cheap it's coming from another country if it's sitting on a ship if in a can't. port somewhere for. Six months. That's if not going
0: to get it. You don't care how much exactly, you say. Exactly. Well, and I, and I think that mindset of the manufacturing world is much different today than it was. It's you know, if you're in your forties or fifties and older, you're thinking of that blue collar job. It's a dirty manufacturing place, and such. That's not the case anymore. It's clean. It's efficient. It's going to have some robotics in it because of the efficiencies to, to save our health. So it has to stay a clean place and And I, I think that whole manufacturing mindset has to flip. It's- I've been
1: touring a lot of our members. Uh, we went to uh, Magna, which is a auto uh, oEM supplier. They make doors and seats and those kind of things in Lancaster. And the floor was so clean you could eat off of it. Mm-hmm. And it was um, a very pleasant environment, and the people were happy and they have you know robot assisted manufacturing it's, it's advanced manufacturing i admit it but it's but the jobs pay really well and people love going to work there and it's it's an amazing uh experience it's way different than when
0: you know my dad's generation was on a factory floor Well, even 30 years ago let's put it in the 90s if you think about it yeah Mm -hmm. it's just changed completely Mm -hmm. we've got to get past that and know that this is a good thing the 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 hybrid model of manufacturing gas maybe you could call it it exists and it's beneficial Mm. yeah it's going to work absolutely
2: So, you're still sort of in your honeymoon period. I (laughs) I
0: haven't been
1: fired yet, so I must be in my honeymoon. As
2: the president, (laughs) any other kinds of things that you can maybe give us a hint at as to where the chamber is moving?
1: Well, one of the big things we're working on is a, a long term agenda. It'll be a 10 to 15 year agenda, again, to make Ohio more competitive. It'll include things like taxes, regulation, the things you would normally think of, but it'll include things like amenities. One of the things we're going to get involved in is the lakefront redevelopment in Cleveland because mm-hmm. we're nice. never going to have oceans. We're never, never going to right. have mountains. But I was in Cleveland yesterday, and I was uh, looking out onto Lake Erie, and it sure as heck looked like an ocean to me. It's that oh, big. Yes. So oh, yeah. yes. it's uh, if we make the lakefront accessible and we make the lakefront beautiful, it's really going to help people as they want to attract talent to Cleveland, which right. I'm excited about. Uh, Columbus is growing, but we need to support the economic engines that are already growing, like Columbus and Cincinnati. So we're going to continue to right. to support those engines. At the same time, we also I think need to look at mm-hmm. things like venture capital, bringing more capital to Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that, uh, when you look at the fifty states, we're in the the bottom ten for venture capital. We got to wow. fix that because yeah. that's what's going to drive an innovation economy. We've got to look at our uh, colleges and universities and. How they develop intellectual property and how we turn that and commercialize that—that's super important. All those things will be in that 15-year agenda to make Ohio more competitive. So I'm super excited about starting that. It's going to take about a year to pull it together. We're going to look at all the different rankings that rank the state of Ohio, and we're going to put a dashboard together, figure out how to move each each of those rankings, and put a uh, put some bills together to focus on each one of them. And it's not going to be something we can pass in one bill or one general assembly of two years. It's going to take five or 10 years to really move the ball, but it's what's going to make Ohio more competitive. And I'm super excited about it.
0: Now it sounds like building blocks that it's not easily kicked under. Right. If you build it properly, it's going to stay. and It's Mm -hmm. going to build on it. We're building
1: a foundation for Ohio's future economy. And that's what I am excited to build because it's going to help my kids, my grandkids, and, you know, future generations for years to come.
0: All right. Exactly. Well, uh, you know, we have nearly 900,000 veterans in Ohio. We're the sixth highest number of veterans of any state in the U.S. If our listeners aren't a veteran, with that number, you've got a friend, you've got a family member that is, you know, a veteran and probably needs assistance. So, you know, before we end the podcast, we wanted to talk about one more time, you know, the, some final final words on Veterans Day and the support systems available to our military members?
1: Well, Veterans Day is so important. But again, I want to say that we need to pay attention to veterans 365 days a year, not one day a year. And uh, But it's symbolic. And on this Veterans Day holiday, we need to think about the role each of us can play to help a veteran. And whether that's a neighbor, a friend, a family member, think about what you can do to support them, thank them, move them along on their journey. Uh, that's that's what we all owe those veterans, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, there's that one thing. Each one of us does one thing. That's right. a, that's a that, that lift is much Makes lighter. Makes a difference. You Makes bet a it difference. Does, yeah.
2: uh, we want to remind our listeners that we'll have resources connected to this podcast on our website, and we'll make sure that we have information too about the Ohio Chamber. And just want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to see you yes. again. Well, great to and, see you
1: guys. And let me give everybody if you if you want to talk about veterans or helping veterans let me give my phone number it's 614-228-4281 again number, <laughs> yeah, 614-228-4201 give me a call steve stivers just uh let's let's chat about how we can help veterans how we can move business forward right if you've got ideas on any of those things that's what I'm the things I care about and I'm focused on and I'm happy to talk to anybody about it.
2: And we hope that you'll come back and visit us again and tell us more about the plan.
1: Thank yeah. you. I'm excited Wonderful. too. Wonderful.
2: Thank you. Hey, thanks.